The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of Mexi My Matters, back in the C-Bus, the greatest city in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. With your host, Mexi Pants, coming to you once again live. And do we have an excellent show for you. Now let me pre-emphasize with the fact, I'm guessing most of you don't realize it is rated M. For Mexican, it is the opening line of the podcast. But in case you don't, let me rephrase. It is rated M for a reason. Check your ratings. See what that means. Also, the following might offend you. Because we're going to discuss this week a few things that have been going on that actually offend me. First and foremost, let me start by a quick announcement. Let me congratulate my good friend and fellow marathon maniac, Eddie the Barefoot Bandito. Recently, Eddie announced his retirement from marathon running. His running career... Speaks for itself. First person to do barefoot marathons in all seven continents. First person to do barefoot marathons in all eight continents. Holds the Guinness World Book. Holds three Guinness World Book of Records. One for the most barefoot marathons in a year. Most barefoot halves in a row. More barefoot halves um, in a year or something, something like that. Which is great. During this, he raised money to provide his native country, the Philippines, with shoes for kids who couldn't even afford shoes. He did titanium five times. Great. I saw a barefoot marathon in all 50 states and a shoes marathon in all 50 states. The man's a legend. The man, the myth, the legend. The Barefoot Bandito. I applaud him. I've met him a few times on the course. And I commend him for what he's done. He's a pioneer, an inspiration, and he'll be sorely missed on the course. But with that being said, that brought up a little subject that kind of gets me. 
Because the Burford Bandito's merits are great. Or they're extraordinary. Looking at the comment sections of every person who was commented, a lot of other quote-unquote greats were commenting. You know, Larry Macon, for example. Mr. I hold the world record even though I, I'm caught cheating. See, him and other people of his age who've done like 300 plus marathons I'm weary of because I can't take their success seriously and here's I guess ultimately what I'm getting at Barefoot Bandito is retiring and he's done maybe 300 350 tops races these other people are I'm supposedly in the thousands of marathons 50 staters five times over whatever nonsense titanium 10 times God knows God knows what but just like the barefoot bandito they're picking and choosing their races based on does it have a time limit because you think about it, if you're running barefoot, it takes you more time. And I and I've I've been with Eddie on the course. He runs slower than I do, even with shoes on. So imagine how long, much longer it would take you to run a marathon, and there would be a lot of walking involved because you're barefoot. So needless to say, in his resume, it did not say ran all six majors barefoot. Even though I believe he might be able to do it. I didn't say that. The point I'm ultimately getting at is... I am tired of people... It offends me with other people who've done less... Are getting spotlights... Where I literally have to beg... Four scraps at the same table. Was there any media coverage about me being the first Mexican to run a marathon in 50 states, let alone including all six majors? No. It wasn't announced anywhere. I had to announce it. Yet, newspapers, Guinness, Guinness told me, yeah, races, we, we don't do records based on races. Okay. So now I have to figure out if running a marathon in all 50 states and six and including all six majors is worthy of being a record. That's going to cost me money too. That's why I want to also be the first to run a that, that's a tempting part of wanting to run a marathon in all Mexican states because nobody else has done that. And that's the issue. I constantly have to fight for scraps. I have people like Larry Macon who's cheating and they get all the adulation and coverage in the world. There's... Somebody else I met, she lives in California. Marathon Goddess is her nickname. 
I met her in Hawaii during my race when I was there with uh, Tara. And she's running 52 races in 52 weeks for charity. Mind you, these 52 races, they're not all marathons. And it's one a weekend. So I get that. Oh, but she gets all the media coverage in the world. She has a book. And, and that's what I don't understand. Like, I sent out my story to get coverage. Nobody bats an eye. Oh, because it's not for charity. But here we are, people doing lesser feats. Oh, it's for charity? Definitely, let's cover it. Oh, they're old and they have money? Oh, yeah, let's let's make a website, put it on social media, put in the news. It's like that Dave Jones guy who ran all 50 states and eight continents in a year. His record's beatable. But, again... We're not all born millionaires. I don't have money. At least that kind of money to spend an entire year not working to beat his record. Because I know I can beat his record. So you'd have to fund my year. Oh, but I'm sure if I was dying of cancer and doing this, people would be funding my year for me. That's what offends me. That's what gets me. Is that... We have people who are doing greater things, but because it's not for charity or they're not handicapped in a certain way, then, oh, it's not worth the coverage. Case in point, I'm pretty sure Coach Super, Super Sabrina has more marathons than the Barefoot Bandito. Nobody's giving her any coverage. For sure, titanium, once or twice removed. 50 states, maybe. I'm not entirely sure about that. But what I can tell you, use the promo code NEXTY. You can save on your classes at her studio. Super Studio 253. Sign on now. They're actually about to start a six-week challenge. They need 12 females. If you have the body parts, consider yourself a female. Sign up now. Join the six-week challenge. Super Studios 253, a proud sponsor of the Makes It My Matters podcast. And that's what gets me. Where's my coverage when I'm literally doing more? Now, I know for a fact the Barefoot Benio has DNF some races. I, and that's why I hold that pleasure of saying out of all the 50 states I've done and six majors and any of the 81 races I just did my 81st marathon since I started running titanium whatever not once have I finished last and not once have I DNF the race Haters gonna hate, but hey, guess what? Now I get to pick and choose. Oh, that race sounds cool. It's where? Okay, all right, let's do it. It's in Kansas. Good. Oh, that's in Missouri. All right, better. But wait a minute. Why don't you do races in Ohio? 
That's what Tara asked me last night. Why don't you? Why? Why are you not doing races in Ohio? I go see you. Because I've done all the races in Ohio. I've done the Flying Pig and the Sky Skyline Chili Challenge. There's no more to do there. I've done the Air Force Marathon twice. Columbus three. I've done Akron twice. I've done the Dublin one twice. Shit, I even did the Dublin half. I'm doing Salina in September because that is one of the few I have not done. Oh, but it's a weekend of the bachelor party. That's not my fault. But that's why, say Dallas, for example. Oh, I want to go to Dallas. Yes, let's do that one. They have a challenge. You can do multiple races. Excellent. Hey, I want to do Cancun. Let's start doing those Mexican states. I don't know. What if we go to Cancun? We got to stay more than a couple days. Bitch, you have to come. I can't take more time off than I have. I'm not spending a week in Cancun. Now, and that's my ultimate point. I'm doing things far superior, no recognition. Because why? I'm not dying. I don't have cancer. It's not for charity. Oh, everybody else? Oh, yeah, it's for charity. Yeah, oh, oh let's cover that. Which leads me to my next thing. Same, same concept, different event. So I watch America's Got Talent, AGT, for those who don't know. And it kind of drives me nuts how this season, at least, I can't remember if it was the same last year, the Golden Buzzers, and for those who don't know what that means, they take the auditions, they vote yes or no, you need three yeses to make it to the next round. Unless one of the judges, now you have five, you have the host, which in this case is Terry Crews, and the four judges, Simon, Julianne Howe this year, Gabrielle Union, and Howie all get a golden buzzer. So if they think you're awesome, they'll hit the golden buzzer, confetti, golden confetti will come down, and you'll skip and go straight to the finals. Well, so far, three golden buzzers I've seen. Each scenario, the guy had survived bullying, cancer, autistic, blind, deaf, whatever have you. Some kind of scenario of that nature. Well, compared to earlier performances, I would say they weren't the best performance of the night. But they were very good. Oh, but because they have a disability and they're fighting against it or have overcome it, oh, it's automatically golden buzzer material. Bam, golden buzzer. That's what drives me nuts. Last night I saw this week's episode, the kid who got the golden buzzer from Simon had survived cancer and bullying. He plays the violin and he played Kelly Clarkson's Stronger on the violin. Awesome performance. But it's a violin. Now, my brother Enrique played the violin, and I'm pretty sure had he kept up his violin lessons, 
he could play that song on the violin. Oh, but this kid survived cancer. Oh, so yeah, it's a golden buzzer. I could definitely see myself somewhere in the distant future want to pay for a Vegas show where the kid plays songs on the violin. Not. And that's my point. Because he survived cancer, that is the only reason he got the buzzer. And that's what drives me nuts. We're not basing this off the best performers of the night. We're basing this off the the best performance that has a good storyline. And that's what drives me nuts. That's what offends me. It's the same thing as before. People doing less, but because it's for charity or they overcame cancer. Oh, then then it's way better, even though the feed is less than what anything you're doing. So because I didn't overcome cancer, what I'm doing doesn't matter. Like it drives me bananas. And I'm looking at the performances, so I can already tell you, as far as America's Got Talent for an act and a show in Vegas, for example, none of the buzzers are going to make it. Oh, but they all fought and overcame cancer, bullying, one guy's blind. Oh, so yeah, by all means. That's waste of golden buzzer. And that's what drives me nuts. Had I, if I were a contestant on that show, I'd be pissed. Because now I have to do the work to get past these rounds where they're going straight to the finals and they're going to get automatically all the sympathy votes because of the fact they're blind, they overcame cancer, and all that nonsense. And that offends me. That's, that's what irks me. Speaking of irking, again, it offends me that on Father's Day weekend, which is this coming weekend, the 16th, we also have the Pride Parade. Oh, because it's Pride Month. I still don't understand what the big deal of having a Pride Month is. I get it. Your sexuality, your identity has not been discriminated. Okay, alright, it hasn't. Um, there is no country you go to where being who you are will get you killed or thrown in jail. Okay, I get that. I get that. But did you have to pick Father's Day weekend? That's all I'm saying. On top of that, you're protesting slash celebrating... Your, your, your identity, being yourselves, being, you know, gay, lesbian, transgender, whatever have you. Okay, well, here's, here's the slight hiccup to this plan. So, you're okay with celebrating your identity and parading it because it's legal to do so here. I don't see anybody celebrating Pride Month, say, in Africa, for example. You know, one of the places where you can't be gay, transgender, or lesbian. So, hmm. 
you only do pride and you're only proud of who you are because we would not shoot you down because we're in the United States. I don't see anybody going to Mexico and doing a pride parade or anybody going to Africa doing a pride parade because it's pride month. It's only because we let it here so it's okay. And again, now what's the point? There's equal marriage. There's equal rights now here in this country. So what is the point of the pride parade now? I asked you. Oh, you're celebrating your identity. Okay. Well, if you're really proud of who you are, why are you not going to one of these countries and promoting the fact that you're proud of who you are? Case in point, the amazing race that I'm also watching has a gay couple on there. And when they went to Africa, they were in tears like, oh, my God, in Africa, they, they killed gay people. Oh, I'm so glad to win the leg when we were in Africa. Yeah, but I didn't see you walking around advertising that you were gay. You just went around and did the race. Nobody really cared. So you weren't really promoting anything. You just happened to win the race that happened to be in Africa. In a place where there's no equal rights for gay people. So there's nothing to be crying about. It reminds me of that one time I was winning for Brazil while living in London, England. Because Mexico was eliminated from the World Cup. And I went to Trafalgar Square to watch the game with my friends. I was wearing a Brazil jersey. I was the only Brazil jersey in a field of English jerseys amid, among drunk hooligans. And I almost got my ass kicked for rooting for a different team. Now, I'm not Brazilian, but I was proud of the fact that I was rooting for that national team. That's the kind of pride I expect. Oh, it's all pride and fun and games when it's allowed here. Rainbow colors everywhere because it's a, month, a pride month. Ooh, it's already allowed. We already got equal rights. You'll need to advertise that you're proudly gay. Do it in a country that needs these rights. In a country that has no rights for this community. Do something productive. Don't take over Father's Day weekend. Is all I'm saying. But... For Father's Day weekend, speaking of which, if you head to Hand and Stone Massage and you use promo code NEXTY, you're already going to get a discount because it's Father's Day weekend. But you will get an additional discount for using the promo code. You save on your first Sweetie's Massage or your membership. Hand and Stone Massage, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. And... If you're going to be driving right around Columbus, again, halted by the parade, stuck in traffic, or just going out to celebrate Father's Day, make sure you're covered, ladies and gentlemen. UM, UIM, full collision coverage. Call American National, have them hook you up with the holy shit package. Call my man Ramo, he'll set it up for you. Use the promo code MEXI. Save on your insurance. As always, American National, also a proud sponsor of the MEXI My Matters podcast.
Now, as another thing that offends me, drives me nuts. When I get questioned or yelled at for something that then you are okay doing. Case in point, today I got woken up by Tara who said, Hey, I'm getting I'm heading to work. Have a good day, blah blah blah. Oh, by the way, please don't use my knife. To cut your avocados. Because you leave it dirty. With avocado. Well yeah. That's why there's a sink. And you put it on the dirty side. And when, once it's clean. You reuse it. It's a concept of using utensils. It's, it's common knowledge. I didn't think twice about it. Because I was asleep. And you know. Trying to wake up. But. Why am I not allowed to use that knife? I use a... It could have been a plastic knife, all I know. As long as the knife is available to me and I'm rushing to get to work. But it's okay for you to use what I guess would be considered my knife, the blunt one, to cut whatever you want if you're sturdy. That's okay. Huh. Interesting. Same thing how, because Tara does this all the time, like, hey, you never switched the toilet paper out. Well, I'm sorry. There were still three, four extra sheets on the toilet paper. I know that if I came in, that would not be enough. But for girls, four sheets should be enough. So that's why I don't switch it out, because you could still use that toilet paper. But see, that's a common complaint. But at the same time, when the roll is switched, she leaves the carbon uh, or the cardboard empty roll just laying there on the kitchen, uh, on, on not the kitchen, uh, the bathroom sink. Just lays there. One time there was like three of them. I'm sorry. I understand the concept of recycling, but if you're that lazy to take it to the recycling trash. Then it should go in the regular trash. And that's the thing with loving someone. You put up with this nonsense. See, I would not bring this up to her because it's pointless and I don't want to start an argument. But I know this is what she does. And I know the asterisks that are involved in the relationship. So when she says, hey, take this to Goodwill... But I don't give two craps and I'm not even going towards Goodwill. And I just throw it in a dumpster on the neighboring apartment complex. Yeah. Nobody needs to be the wiser. Nobody cares. I'm not having something sit on the ground for months because it's supposed to go to Goodwill and I don't have time to take it. When I can just take it to the dumpster next door. It's like getting on my case about stuff but then you're okay with me doing it and then you do stuff that is either on the same level a no-no on the same level as not okay gross 
Case in point, you want me to help with the yard work, but at the same time, you want the bags with the yard waste to go in the garage, taking up space, bringing insects, when we all know the city of Columbus takes them. So if they're in the trash can, they still get emptied because it's the same city of Columbus that takes the trash. Especially if we recycle, we should hardly have any trash to begin with, which we don't. Oh, but you're not supposed to do that. Uh. Yeah. Well, guess what? Guess who takes it every time? See you, Columbus. So, no, I will not be wasting my time and causing more issues. It offends me when yesterday, for example, I'm on my way to work and I get a message from Tara saying... Oh, hey, my cousin's going to be in town. <laughs> can you, can, he's going to stop by at my aunt's house and let's go over there at 7. Can you get off work and go get the doggy and bring the doggy with you? No! My car is not made for the dog, number one. Number two, I am not driving 30 minutes, 40 minutes through traffic, getting the dog, going to your aunt's house to meet someone who's only passing by. If he is passing by because he's driving from whatever show he came from, heading to Wisconsin, how about he lets us know when he's going to be here, and we'll see if we can go. Because the same thing. Like, my brother was in town uh, a couple weeks ago, and my mom wanted me to take off work to go to brunch. No, I work. So if he's only here for a couple days, and I'm busy, well, guess what? I don't get to see him. It's not the end of the fucking world. Turns out said cousin was going to be arriving at 9.15. So he was already delayed two over two hours because I guess he doesn't know how to drive. 9.15, get, oh, guess what? That's too late. That's past Tara's bedtime. Oh, so then it's okay. First, I got pushed back to 8. And I'm like, uh, 8's kind of too close. Because here's the thing. I work hard, and when I get home, I just want to lay down and relax. Well, I work hard, too. Clearly not. That's the thing that aggravates me. People assume that because you're working the same eight hours, you're doing equal amounts of effort. No. Setting up logistics at Honda... Gives you enough downtime to be texting and doing this other shit. I don't have that luxury. And I work 60 to 70 hours a week. So when I say I need downtime because I work hard. And you say I also work hard. The answer is yeah but no. One of us is working 70 hours a week. One's not. So no, and if your cousin doesn't want to make time to see us, guess what? At 9.15 at night, if he only plans on crashing at your aunt's because he's driving by, guess what? Then no, we can't see him. Sorry. Next. And what also offends me, because guess what? We recently hired someone who, at my old firm, 
was hired to be my replacement. And I always wondered, because when I left, she never hit goal over at the old firm. I said, I asked her yesterday, did you hit, have you, what was the goals when you left? Did you, were you hitting goal? Well, they added monetary goal as well as submissions goal. I'm like, what does that mean? Well, you not only had to hit 60% of your caseload, but now you had to hit a dollar amount on your goal. I'm like, well, what happens if you get a bunch of chiropractor onlys? Exactly. I'm like, well, that's dumb. What was your goal? Well, the last quarter when I left, I hit 98. 98 submissions. Yes. For 750,000. Okay. 98 submissions the quarter? Yeah. Divide that by three. I'll wait. About 32 and some change a month. Mind you, that's higher than anything anybody else does at my current firm. But for me, that's kind of low. But hey, good to know that I was right. Now you're over here joining Team Awesome. Great. The other thing I wanted to know, and I always wanted to know if it was okay in comparison or not. I asked her, hey, did you keep the old provider list? Oh, yeah. Let me forward it to you. It's accurate as of April. So I pulled it up. And I'm like, this is where we're requesting records and bills from at the old firm. Like, there's like, I mean, let's just look at Columbus alone. There's like 20 hospitals missing. Yeah, uh, whoever was in charge of the medical records department, they didn't know what it was doing. They weren't listening to people. We told them that there's a bunch of more hospitals and they wouldn't listen. So they're purposely not changing it and peddling this out to all the paralegals across the firm. Yeah. But it sucks. Like, it's not even remotely accurate. Because when I came to this firm, I had to build one from scratch. Because I forgot to take mine with me. And they're like, yeah. Because um, I shared mine with the litigation department. And she's like, yeah, yours is way better. I'm like, wow. Me having to do one from scratch is way better than what an entire firm is peddling across the state of Ohio. It is not only a slap in the face to everybody who works there. But also, I'm like, so these are people are managers. I'm constantly looking at the old firm's PR stuff on social media. And I see people who used to be in intake when I started now doing random roles. Like there's somebody who's at the financial manager, advisor, whatever. And I'm like, when I was there, you were struggling taking phone calls. And they promoted you to financial advisor with what training? And this is, the, and this is why the old firm has still a lawsuit that's now filing, being filed under the RICO statute. Because they're shady and cutting corners. And it makes me feel a little bit better that I, my awesomeness, 
is better than an entire firm's doing what I do. It offends me that there's people out there that are peddling this nonsense because it makes what I do a lot harder. And it makes other people who come on board who don't know how to do it right, and this is why. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. That is all the ranting we have for today. As always, our podcasts are on iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Hit us up on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. And as always, remember, where there is a Mexican, there is a way. Till next time.